Football's right around the corner. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. And for week one, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game, quite like having a free shot at $1 million top prize. Download the DraftKings Sports app now. Use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game and get a free shot at a million dollar top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sporting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. I thought like 151st was bad, but 151? <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. That was 10 months ago. You are now tuned in to the, the Windy, Windy City, City Benders, Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. It's Sherem, it's Tanner. What's up, bud? Nothing much, man. Just uh, enjoying life. Enjoying life. Yeah, I saw a little uh, little snap story from from the fiance or Instagram story from the fiance of you just laying out, taking a nap in the sun. Yeah, up on the rooftop, hanging <laughs> out, catching some sun. It's great. It's the best. Trying to get that wedding tan going, huh? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Trying not well, to look stupid next yeah. to her when she's like all tan and good looking. <laughs> well, we are slowly. Getting closer to hockey season, it's going to be September 1st when this episode drops, which means training camps start in a couple weeks, which means preseason hockey is around the corner, which means the regular season is almost here. That's right. 2022, a full, hopefully full season of hockey. on wood. Yeah. And it's shaping up to be a good one. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of storylines going into this season. Now that's going to make for some very interesting matchups, uh, games you're going to want to keep an eye on. Montreal versus Carolina might be one of them. We'll get into that in a little bit. But we'll start with some hot talk here. And some big news dropped today. Connor Murphy re-signed with the Hawks. Extension, signed his extension a year early. Uh, four by 4.4 million. I think my favorite thing that you talked about, it was like, just to let everybody or remind everybody that he was traded for Nicholas Yalmerson. It's a four year, $4.4 million. Yeah. Oh, oh, I just like your response to that too. Sad. (laughs) Sad face. Like, yeah, I remember. (laughs) 
What but, is your feelings about this signing? I love it. I think it's fantastic. He's just become like more solid as the years go by. And it's just, I think, very dependable. I, he yeah. was probably one of our top defensemen last season. Um, and it's just, it's, it's pretty great when you're looking at what our team looks like three years from now, like at least. Because right now, three years from now, we have Seth Jones, Jake McCabe, Connor Murphy, and Riley Stillman signed for sure. Yeah. And that's terrible. A, that's a good top, like top four right there. Yeah. I mean, the oldest is going to be Connor Murphy. And in three years, he's going to be 31. McCabe will be 30. Seth Jones will be 29. And Riley Stillman will be 26. So it's, it's not like an, they're not age going to be like too old or anything like that. And within these three years, we'll see how well they'll all get to meld together and how they play defensively. It'll be great. Yeah, it was the signing. I like the sign a lot. I was pleasantly surprised with how it's going with Connor Murphy because I kind of, I liked him. The thing that I had against him was that he was traded. We traded John Merson for him. We lost our guy in hammer and that first year that he was, uh, was on the team, he, it was kind of shaky. It was a little, uh, you know, growing pains a bit, but you know, like you said, he's proven to be probably our best defenseman over the last couple of years since we've had him uh, looking at, uh, at Jay fresh hockey on Twitter. He does these awesome, you know, advanced stats, breakdowns and all that. He, let's see his war percentage was 80 percent uh he has him listed as a top pair defenseman for town and ice um even offense 58 percent even defense 85 percent penalty kill 50 percent finishing 86 percent like he he's very solid i mean i wish i knew how he got these numbers but it's very pretty to look at and it's like if you were to just throw those in front of me, I'm like, hey, those are those numbers look like they're numbers. Yeah. <laughs> like they they look good. Um, I fully wish I understood exactly what they mean, but yeah, the fact I mean, that they're blue and things are going up is a great sign versus other ones where it's just like the Seth Jones one that they've made was red going down. Yeah, I know how to read graphs. Yeah. So he looks good though. I mean, just watching the way he's played over the last few years, you've seen him definitely grow into like that's why he's got the A on his jersey kind of a role. Like he's he, I, I think he's been better in the offensive zone. I mean, clearly he's not the one that we're looking to to supply the offense. He's always been a pest. I mean, the crazy thing that's kind of changed from that though is I mean, Colleton doesn't want him to, like, fight. We saw right. that last, last season. The Domi situation. The Domi situation, the situation against Tampa as well, when he labeled Chernak, and then Chernak wanted to – or somebody else wanted to fight him, and he's like – and Colleton was telling him, do not go out there and fight. And the guys were calling him, like, a pussy and shit. And he was just like, ah, my coach told me not to fight, so – Which, I mean, I'd love myself a good hockey fight, but you know what? This team isn't built to have hockey, you know, guys fighting. We don't really need to. That's not our game, the team's game. That's not their game plan and all that. And guys like Connor Murphy fighting and being gone for five minutes is going to hurt us a lot more than do good. You might get a little bit of a pop 
you know, momentum a little bit from the boys, you know, riled up, like, let's go. But how long does that last? Definitely not five minutes. No. Just realized that this past season was it, like, he has now played with Chicago longer than he played with Arizona. Pretty great. Yeah. And kind of going back to what you said about, like, you know, he's doing, you think he's doing better offensively and all that kind of thing. The thing about him is that he's not flashy. No. And the defensemen that seem to really do well in Chicago are the ones you don't even realize are doing well. True. Like, I hate to all, you know, right back to it. Jalmerson. He was one of the best def- def- offensive defensemen that this team has had and one of the best in the league. But on that, you know what? You wouldn't have known that. Like, nobody really, like, sees him that way because his name's not getting called. Like, he, what he, what he did so well was the stuff that doesn't get put up on stats. And, you know, it's not going to be, like, you know, game-changing moments. You know, big assist, big hit, big goal. And Connor Murphy's that type, same type of guy, which is why I think he, he fits this team so well and is so needed, especially when you have a flashy more player with, like, Seth Jones coming in. Yeah, and these these younger guys that are these puck moving defensemen and all that, like you need you need this quiet, just get your job done and do your you know do your work and get off type of thing. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have that balance on the defensive end. And one of the good things that I'm looking at here too is uh, his just like blocks and hits. Like he's good for over a hundred in each. Like these past few seasons, he's been getting more and more ice time, and we saw that. Like he was, I think he was. Pretty much ending the ending the year with more ice time than Keith. Like you can see that he was becoming like our our guy, our number one guy. And this past season, he had 123 blocks and 102 hits, and that was only in 50 games. So I mean, good for two blocks, two hits a game. I mean, that's a it's a good way to be trending. I mean, it's and it's and just eating up that that time on ice too, and it's fantastic. So what you're saying is he's a sneak pick, uh, sleeper pick in fantasy, too. If yeah. You, if you got yeah, if you got, if you got hits. blocks and hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's good for maybe 20 points if you're lucky. Right. So looking forward now, I'm pulling up the hog. He also was a plus the last three years, which is surprising. For how bad this team is. was He was a, he was a plus one last year, plus two the year before, and a plus 12 when that team was trash. That's surprising. That's good. I mean, that says a lot about him. Yeah. So, so looking at looking at this D going forward for the season, Seth Jones, Calvin DeHaan, Jake McCabe, Connor Murphy, those four, I think, are written in stone. Are going to be somewhere in the defensive lineup. Yeah, I'm curious to see like what what happens with Calvin DeHaan if they try and play him with play with him this season or if they just hold on to him and are expecting him to like get hurt at some point. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like, I mean, I like Calvin DeHaan. I do. I, I like I him a lot just, too. I feel like he's one of those guys that's just kind of losing. He's going to get lost in the shuffle with who we brought in, who we have coming up. Right. I kind of, I don't see, I don't see him as a part of the Hawks future. They kind of no. make it seem that way with, all all the moves that they make he's like like, getting these getting these other defensemen to come in starting with riley stillman last year and you know like why kalanuk's been he showed like he was he's ready to go in the nhl at the end of that season they went out and got 
Caleb Jones. Like, I don't even know if Caleb Jones was really, they were trying to acquire him as like, oh, we really want you. Or is it like, oh, like, hey, Seth, your brother's here. Like, yeah. Well, then, too, you also like looking at that, too. You have Ian Mitchell, who is yeah. starting Rockford, who is yeah. as soon as he finds that confidence, I think he's called up and he's ready to go. You have. I think Mitchell probably gets a year or two in Rockford just just to size up. Yeah, I I think if he I uh, maybe post trade deadline, he'll get called up. Also kind of yeah. really depends on where the Hawks are, are sitting, you know, towards that last like month, month and a half. I think maybe he gets called up. I think you also are going to see uh, Bowden get a couple looks. I like Bowden. I think he's going to he's going to end up being a solid defenseman, and the Hawks look like they're taking their time with him, which I think yeah. is good. Then also, are you going to are we going to see Alex Regula? And we're going to see like what he can offer. Maybe he'll mm. be the, those guys. I think you're going to see a ton of playing in the preseason. Uh, Chad, Chris, Price. classic. Yeah, him too. I think those guys are going to be getting a lot of playing time during the preseason to just kind of, you know, prove it. Be like, you know what? We have you done in Rockford, but you know what? If you can change our mind, we're giving you every shot to possibly do that. There's two spots. There's two spots available. And I think it's going to go to who wants it the most. I don't really see it as two spots available, though. Like your top, your top four is going to be like Seth Jones, Jake McCabe, Connor Murphy, and either Calvin DeHaan or Riley Stillman. Yeah. And then I think Kalanick is good for five. And then it's one of those other two, Calvin DeHaan or Riley Stillman or Caleb Jones. You basically are carrying seven defensemen right there. So the, and, I, so the sixth and seventh defenseman is probably up for grabs. Yeah. But I think it's I, – I don't, I don't know. I think that it's – whoever is like next in line is up for grabs because six and seven, I think is up in the air between Caleb Jones and like Riley Stillman and Calvin DeHaan. It's like six, seven or five, six, seven seven, between those, between those three players. I don't think Caleb Jones is a slam dunk. No, I don't either. As much as people are trying to like make him seem like that. I I don't think there's going to be any hesitation to send him down to Rockford. He's not that old though, too, which is why 24. I wouldn't be upset about it. He's the same age as Wyatt Kalnick, and he's a year older than Riley Stillman. That's insane to me. I didn't realize Stillman Fuck was only twenty on here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Stillman's yeah. He's he's a young kid. I didn't realize that. I thought he was at least thirty or twenty four or twenty five. Mm, I can see that. He's only, I don't think he, he hasn't really played that many games in the oh. NHL, has he? I just, because the contract, the contract that he got, his extension he got signed to, I just assumed he was around more. I mean, eh. I know. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Like, yeah. Considering what some of the younger guys have been getting, like extension wise this year, that's why I was a little, little, little shocked. I literally cannot find Caleb Jones on Hockey Reference. Why am I having such a hard time? <laughs> because he's not real. Oh, it's because it's it's going off of last season. It's not like current rosters. Yeah. Oh my god! I thought I was losing my goddamn mind. <laughs> four four points, which was four six minus seven six penalty minutes in thirty three games. 
He's played 93 NHL games, only has 19 points, minus 17 overall. All right. Well, I'm excited still, you know. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But like I said, that top four is, I think, pretty much locked. Or at least the top three is fucking locked for sure. The top three is locked. Save sure. Seth yeah. Jones and Connor Murphy. Connor Murphy's going to get less playing time than he has last season because, I mean, him and uh, Seth Jones both play, both play the right side. And you know what? That's fine. You yeah. know what? I would love to spread out the ice time between those guys. Don't kill them. Don't let them be Duncan Keith where they're playing, you know, half a game every night. You know, Seth Jones did that in Columbus. He was playing, what, 26 minutes? He averaged, like, 26 minutes or something like that. Yeah, it's something stupid. Like, it's so stupid. Like, that's another reason why I think, you know, you see his numbers go down a bit because he's fucking overworked. He has to carry that defense on that shitty team. You're not going to see good numbers when you're being overplayed and you have nobody else to rely on. wonder who's going to be on his left side to start this year. Okay. You think? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that. McCabe. I think McCabe. I don't know. Just because we kind of talked about was it last week kind of how McCabe and Murphy were, you know, good buddies. Yeah, I think they the, might end up being a deep pairing, but we'll see. Ooh, why Kalnick and Seth Jones together? Who's playing defense? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I was I was thinking Calvin DeHaan might even start the year on with Seth Jones. Or even Riley Stillman, maybe. But I think there's going to be a rotating cast of characters on the left side of Seth Jones because he's going to be eating up so many minutes. Yeah. He's going to probably have a couple of D partners with him. Fuck, betcha Caleb Jones is his partner for a little bit too. Yeah. Just to see if there's the chemi- any chemistry there. I mean, it's his brother. Why wouldn't there be? Right. Yeah. I don't, it's just, it's crazy to me that over the past, what, three years, you know, since the Hawks got swept by Nashville. What was that? Three, four years ago now. I don't even know what you're talking about. That never <laughs> we were talking about how bad our D was and our D was our Achilles heel. And now our D it was looking to be one of our stronger points. I mean, it's stronger than it has been. Yeah. And it's, which is great. No question. Like the fact that like the only questions I'm seeing right now with RD is who's going to play with who or who's going to, you know, like that's who's playing with Seth Jones. I honestly think of McCabe and Murphy second line. It sounds really fucking good. I really (laughs) love that. But yeah, I can also see. I sat through that out through that out there and now I kind of sold myself on it. Right. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like they both have a decent enough two way game where they're not putting up mad points, but I don't know. I feel like opening. they, they both are going to like play the body, like block shots. I don't know if you want to have the two of them together. Opening night. I can get behind this D. Seth Jones, Riley Stillman, Connor Murphy, Jake McCabe, Calvin DeHaan, Y. Kalnick. Yeah, that's a stat. I would be very happy. That was our, our sixth defenseman going into the season. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm on like out of all the defensemen, I'm really excited to see what Calumet does. Just 
builds on last year because he had a fantastic 21 games. He's and he played of, he played he played the the later half of the season too when the team started playing like shit and he was looking good. Yeah. He is what I wanted Boquist yeah to be right away. Which was unfair to even put that on Boquist because of how young he was and you know Wyatt is 24 so he has a little bit more development into his into his game than Boquist and all that but still yeah. like Again, it's kind of what we talked about with Seth Jones. We traded those picks and all that to kind of get that step ahead of what we wanted. Well, why it's a little bit older, so it's kind of like the cheat code. We got what we wanted and all there. Yeah. It's going to – oh, God, it's going to be so exciting. <laughs> never thought I'd be excited about defensemen. Like, I'm not a defensive player. I'm an offensive guy. So the fact that, like, I'm getting so excited over defense is so – oh, man, it's awesome. I am so goddamn pumped. And then we Let's got go. Flurry and Lankinen behind uh, them. Oh God! What a roster bait with this, Jesus! What is the? What's the? I feel like I'm trying to think of what's the trophy for the team that allows the least amount of goals. Is that the Jennings? Jennings. William M. Jennings. Incoming. William M. Jennings. Incoming. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Up, <laughs> no, no fucking way is that happening, dude. Tampa Bay still has like their entire D course still together. <laughs> With Vasilevsky, yeah, that thing. In right now is plus four thousand odds to win the the Vesna. Yeah, because he's not even the starting goalie on his own team. Can you imagine? No, but I'm saying though, like, can you imagine though tossing a couple bucks on that, and you know he just pulls a was a uh, Matt Murray and just steals the job from Flurry and just goes on. on we, don't to, we don't need to. We don't need. I would that'd be great, but like I don't want history to repeat itself that way. That would be so dirty to Mark Andre Fleury. I think it's no. a great season. No, what if he though he takes it as a, like dude, a mentor role? I love it. You know what? I love playing with Lincoln, and I'm gonna sign cheap to be his backup next year. Boom. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> they swap contracts. Lincoln gets a, a seven million dollar contract, and Fleury just gets eight hundred thousand without anything being played yet. I don't know if you had this conversation. What would you love? What kind of contract would you love to see Flurry sign to stay with Chicago? Oh man, I don't know. Not seven million. No, yeah. But like, what's what's the number? What number would you like? Oh, right now? I, I realistically without, without even seeing what he's how he plays, um, like a one year five million. Okay. I can buy that, and then give Lincoln in like uh, Lincoln in. I don't know. You I, that's the thing. Like depending on how they play, if Lincoln in Lincoln, is, yeah, Lincoln one hundred percent has to be the base on his like Mark Andre can get a contract right now based on who, based on being Mark Andre. Yeah, if Lincoln in does really well, like I mean, he, we might not. It would be like sorry, like we can't pay Flurry because. Money's going to Lincoln, in, right? You know? like, which that should be. Yeah, exactly. So ideally, if, that's if, what if you it, want. If if Lincoln takes is taking the starting role, let's say he gets the same kind of money that maybe I don't know, like five five to six million, like that that much, then I would only really want like three to end up taking like a three million dollar deal. 
but I don't think he'd want to do that unless he like is retiring or just is like, I'm just going to, if I want to play another year, I want to stay where I'm at. And I would love to just have the jumbo Joe treatment with Mark Andre, the rest of his career in Chicago. Yeah. That'd be great. Play Here's a one-year deal, whatever. Like let's go. Hopefully he ends up liking Chicago as much as he liked Pittsburgh and Vegas. And he just like, doesn't want to leave, but he feels like he wants to keep playing. Speaking of this too, like with the goalie situation, like do they end up moving Subban at some point, or they end up moving Delia at some point? Well, we were talking about that. Yeah, pre-season? we were talking about that last year, like last week. Like you have to, you almost have to. Like it's not, it's, it's not fair to Subban Delia to keep them in limbo like that. Plus, it's not fair if we have any younger guys coming up that could use Rockford more than those two. Yeah. I mean, Subban and Delia are the exact same age. I think you can get more in a trade from Subban. And it's not like he's the future for us. That's the thing. I think moving Delia is the play just because that kid deserves a chance somewhere else. He Subban has had a chance to play, you know, Boston, Vegas, Chicago. Not really as much in, in Boston, but, he, you know, he's been up with the big club and all that. Delia has played, what, a handful of games in Chicago? Right, but the way I'm looking at it is, let's say Flurry decides to retire at the end of the year. Who would I rather have backing up Lincoln in out of the guys that we currently have? I'd rather have Delia. It, because of the fact that I think we can get more from Subban in a, in a trade right now. They're both UFA. And, and they can both end up being si- like decent backups. If I'm Delia, though, I think I'm just playing out this year and I'm gone. I'm testing test, the market. Yeah, and- you can test free agency, end up signing yeah. a deal in Buffalo or end up in fucking Ottawa or some shit. But I kind of feel like... Trade know. them both. Yeah. Who cares? It doesn't matter. We have Lankanen and Flurry. Who fucking the only, cares? The only other goalie that we have signed right now is that Arvid. Uh, was it Soderblom? Soderblom. Soderblom. Yeah. Um. And he signed for two years, so he's a RFA after the after the twenty two twenty three season. Plus, we have whatever like draft picks we've had recently. That's one thing. And the Hawks can always just go out and get somebody in free agency if they want to just fill out their minor league. Cap friendly, if you're listening, that's the one thing I wish you would do is signing guys that the teams have drafted that might not necessarily be under contract, but still in the organization. Oh, just like on like yeah, just to kind of see because no, who is like where the like the players they have the rights to? Yeah, I think you they have it on the Hawks website. Checking right, I don't know. Hawks I doubt it has it. Yeah. Because they have what Drew was a Camisso, yeah, their second round pick last year, yeah, and Dominic Base Base Basey Base B A S S E. Okay, they're both nineteen and twenty respectively, so they're a ways away. Yeah. Oh, and there's also not Ivan Nalimov. The, the thing I'm usually never like upset about is like the Hawks have really good. European scouts already. Oh, this. So kid. if if anything, they can probably get somebody straight out of like one of the Euro leagues and come in and play pretty goddamn well, like how they did with Auntie Ranta. 
this guy, the Hawks drafted in 2014, round six, 29th overall, 179th pick, 27 years old, six foot four, 210. Jesus. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me like some good stats. You're just telling me his size. <laughs> oh, his size. Yeah. Um, let's see. Stats. Why? And there's, he played in Rockford last year. Oh, really? Is he just on a minor league contract? I'm assuming then. Um, there's like no stats on him. Oh, Ivan Nalimov. Nalimov. I mean, he's 27. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got, I mean, that's got to be like, okay, is he going to be the guy? Five games in Rockford last year in a 3 4 3 and 8 8 5. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so, bud. No, let's, uh, I guess, resign Delia, keep him trapped until we need him. How's Comesso doing? This past season, 9-15, 2 11 games at Boston University. Keep it up, he's, bud. He's got a few years, though. Like, Oh, yeah, no, we don't see him for old. another yeah. five to six years, probably. He probably that doesn't is. even get signed until the last year of his eligibility before he becomes a UFA. Yeah, and hopefully he signs NCAA player. Doesn't end up just like walking away and signing somewhere else. Yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, goalie as good as goalie's situation feels in the present. That's something that needs to be looked on. Like they need to start planning that. Like that's so we're not in this situation again where it's a big name goes retires or leaves, and then it's like, well, what the fuck? What are we doing now? Yeah. Like, we fucking walked into Marc-Andre. Like, that was stupid luck right there. Yes, it was. But he's not not a solution. He is just a temporary fix to hopefully get Lincoln in ready. I mean, I'm assuming that's what it's the whole It's the whole bringing in Marty Turco to get Crawford, like, set up, which is great. And But we definitely did get very lucky with that. So, so dumb luck. I just, (laughs) I feel like this offseason has been pretty stupid lucky. Um, Other things, Hawks Hawks wise, um, X Hawk, Donna Cahoon, potentially going back to Europe, which is surprising to me. Yeah, he, I wonder what he's asking for, if that's an issue or like what, because he's a solid. He's a solid role player. Yeah. All right. Where did he end up Edmonton last year? Yes. He started in Buffalo. Where the hell did he go? I'll just fucking search for him. But yeah, he's he was he's a solid player. Oh, he started in Pittsburgh. He got oh. traded to Buffalo part of that cheery trade, I think. Hmm? If I'm wrong. He was started. He started in Pittsburgh, got Delta Buffalo. Oh, we traded him to Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's right. And then he got traded to Buffalo, and then Buffalo traded him to Edmonton. We traded him for fucking Olibata. I completely forgot about that. And then he signed last year in Edmonton. Oh, okay. But did he get traded from Pittsburgh to Buffalo? Yeah. Okay. Part of, what part of the trade? The Shiri trade? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was losing my mind on that. Last year, he had 15 points in 48 games. 
Was that last year? Yeah, 2021. <laughs> Only played two playoff games. Hmm. And are there four? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I thought he was a decent player, but I guess nobody is looking for role players right now, or there's so many teams that still haven't signed, like, all these RFAs still, which is hilarious to me. Well, yeah, speaking of other players, too, um, John Quinville, selected by the Kraken, they just straight up said, nope, not not qualifying to you, nothing you can go. So he'll end up in overseas, too, I think, which is kind of hilarious because now both picks in the last two expansion drafts from the Hawks, TVR and John Quinville, never even played for the team. Mm. TVR got flipped to Carolina. Is he so, still in Carolina? No, now he's in Washington. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so it's like, yeah, Hawks just offer up shit apparently, and that these expansion teams with no, no, no players are even like, eh, we don't want no. that. No, it's okay. No, we're good. Can we have Kane? No. Well, at least at least Vegas got a pick for TVR. Quinville yeah. just walked. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand the whole our expansion draft this past year, but okay. Could have had Carey Price, but <laughs> didn't want him. I still don't know if they legit fell into Montreal's plan of saying, oh, no, he's injured. He's going to be out, all this, blah, blah, blah. If they or they just legitimately were like, nah, we want cap space. Yeah. Cap space, I guess, is what they wanted, but. We'll see what they do with it. They still have nine million in cap space. That's they it. Have, Jesus, yeah. they have even. <laughs> like, well, they got what like like well, uh, Giordano's in his last year of his contract at six point seven five. That's gonna be coming off. I'm shocked he even stayed. Like I, I felt like he was gonna be picked up and dealt. Well, one of the things that they were talking about was like all the guys that were there for the expansion draft, like well, no. those were the guys they were building yeah. around. For yeah. Sure. I just was surprised. Like i kind of felt like Giordano would have got like for how long he's been in the league and all that. He would have been the guy like, Hey, if you want to be here, we'll, we'll keep you. But if you wanted to move, you know, like Calgary wasn't going to trade him. So if yeah. he's giving him up in Vegas or Seattle would have moved him. That's what I was thinking was going to happen. But they, I mean, they're set up for possibly moving him at the trade deadline. 50% yeah. retained for probably a decent pick or so, or some prospects. So that's not a bad idea. But, I mean, this team doesn't, honestly, they don't look like they're going to be terrible. And with the, the West is such a bad division, too. You never, it's like, yeah. After Vegas and I guess you can say Edmonton. Yeah. I don't know who else is really great. Like, who is coming up next year for free agency? Is that what they're looking at? I think they're building for when the cap is finally unfrozen. Danny Malkin. They're just going to go sign Malkin next year. (laughs) Malkin, Giroux, Castle. Boom. They're, They're going after everybody. 
Dude, I would buy a Kessel's Kraken jersey in a heartbeat. That that'd be pretty nice. That'd be pretty so nice. So sick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, last uh, last little thing of Hawks, huh? Oh uh, yes. Sharpie. Oh no, it's two more things then. Oh, what what were you thinking? I was talking about the change in the uh, in studio game. Oh, I forgot about that already. Um, but yeah, Sharp Patrick Sharp going. Uh, what is he going to Vermont as a coach advisor? Yeah, coach advisor. He uh, played there from 0- 2000 to 2002. So back o- to his o- 2000. Yeah, yeah, 2000. <laughs> Solid. Uh, I don't really know exactly what a coach advisor does, but cool. He advises the coach. Yeah, like got a coach, got a coach, got to coach the coach, advise the coach. Like Babcock, isn't he doing that too somewhere at some school? Oh, I don't know. Probably Dylan Strom got engaged. There you go. That's another news. Yeah. Um, Steve Conroy. They're going to trade him. Yeah. Steve Conroy and Jamal Mayers are out as in studio analysts for the Blackhawks. Uh, They brought in Colby Cohen as a content analysis, which they are pretty much saying he will be doing pregame, postgame, intermission reports, and he will also fill in for Eddie Olchek when he's doing games for TNT. Weird. Hmm. Well, like I'm, I don't know. I don't get really too attached to like everybody. You know, that's oh yeah. <laughs> just I like it, like I was attached to, to Foley, but like I don't know. I'm surprised though that they didn't go Foley like, and Enzo. I'm surprised they didn't go like Burrish or like Broaden Shaw since he's technically still under contract. Like that would have been like I think a great fit. Shaw yeah. would be. I don't know if they would be able to. It seems like <laughs> I just get a vibe from Shaw that like they would be like, you can't say that on TV. <laughs> Shaw, you can't swear. Yeah. All right. Well, let's fucking get into this. Now, oh, god damn it! Like, fuck. <laughs> the boys look like they're fucking buzzing out there. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Uh-oh. I would love to get Shaw out there. That'd be fantastic. I think eventually he will move to something like that. I think, but I think you're right. I think he's got to like train himself to. All right. I don't know. He probably isn't like that. It's just the but vibe. I vibe. Can't he 100% has, no, 100% has that vibe. It's great. Oh, yeah. I mean, anything else for Hawks? No, I think that about does it. But let's move into some drama. Almost, almost before the drama started, Carolina did go out and sign probably one of their premier players for a deal that I, I still cannot believe they got uh, what that they they signed it or they offered it that they, that, that they got it signed. Okay. (laughs) Andre Svechnikov, who we were talking about before, who's fucking insane. He's only 21. We were saying that I was saying this, like, I think last time, I don't know. He's 21 years old, already has 205 games played and 140 points. And he would have more if we did not have these last two shortened seasons. He's scored two lacrosse goals already. He's insanely talented offensive player. He's only a plus 10. That's fucking, that's kind of funny. Um, He signed an eight-year deal for 7.75 a year, which is insane to me that he gives up three. Years of 
like UFA eligibility and signs a deal for less than what he's worth. Yeah, I I don't know how he pulled that one off. Or Carolina pulled that one off. It's crazy. And then the same day, Carolina, not Carolina, but uh, Philadelphia signs an identical contract, but it's going to <laughs> Sean Couturier. And he's a little bit older, but, I mean, he's coming off of a year where he just got the um, – oh, my God, I can't think of the trophy. The defensive forward. Uh, uh, Selkie. Selkie, yeah. Just won the Selkie. So I think that's a good signing besides the fact that it's eight years and he's already 29. <laughs> that's a, I mean, that makes more sense. Or is, he's going to be 29 when it, when it kicks in. So he'll end up being 37. See, that one makes more sense. Yeah. And that's still a good deal for a solid two-way forward who puts up a good amount of, like a decent amount of points. Like he's about a point per game player, just like a, just a hair under. Selkie player, like those are those are the kinds of guys you you love to have on a team. Add to the sh- uh, Shevchnikov, Svechnikov, Svechnikov. I can't for say it. I can't say. It. I <laughs> know what I mean. But so somebody was asked when he was asked um, to reflect on what his goals were for the first three years in the pros. He said, "I wanted to make it to the NHL and maybe score a couple of cross goals." Yeah, he's I love, a, that I love that kid. Like, he's a character. He also tried to fight Ovechkin, which is fucking hilarious. Like maybe not like at the time when he got absolutely. Well, I mean, destroyed. no, he didn't fight. I mean, he fought Ovechkin. Oh, he dropped his gloves with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. He hit his gloves hit the ice, and then he hit the ice, and that was fucking it, man. Like, oh god, I've never seen such a solid punch, and it was, it's it was so fucking crazy. Um, but it, it's it's hilarious to me that like they get this amazing deal done with Sveshnikov. Like they they won that deal so bad, like the team, and then they go out and they <laughs> they they fuck with Montreal. Oh God! And sign Jasperi Kotkaniemi for one year, six point one million, or six million one hundred thousand and thirty-five dollars with with a, a twenty-dollars signing bonus because of Sebastian Aho's number. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's because of that. Oh, but it is. That's is no, it? Yeah, that's what it is. Twenty-dollars signing bonus because they tried to offer sheet. Aho a couple of years ago. <laughs> and then when they made the announcement that they signed the offer sheet, they went and they didn't miss a beat. They went quote for quote what oh, yeah. Montreal said when Spash and Aho signed their offer sheet. They did it in French. They changed their profile, um, Insta- or Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Their profile Twitter. on there. Yeah, their to- bio. Yeah, bio to the to Carolina Hurricanes hockey club in French. Yeah, that like it's just the oh. Hurricane de Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking it's- love this drama. And then what's hilarious too is that there's a, a beat writer for Montreal, and they hold up the two headlines talking oh, yeah. about how it was a ballsy move for Montreal. It's moved a big boy move that you have to make. You know, going out for a top tier player, and then the exact same thing called it a Bush League move by Carolina to go out and do this. 
Like, I absolutely fucking love all the drama happening with this. And this is why teams need to make offer sheets more often. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I love it. I mean, the thing that I was talking about is, like, they definitely overpaid. And I don't know, like, with that kind of a deal as well, like, I don't know if they're looking at Montreal trying to match that deal like like fucking do it like match this fucking deal because it's terrible because it's terrible they can't afford it like they would be two million dollars over what they they're allowed to spend with ltir yeah they would have to move somebody i think what would have been better is if they would have gone and did it to like they had offered the contract where they had one dollar in cap space left so realistically montreal could match it but it would have put them at one dollar in cap space. The other thing that's funny about it too is, if they did that, I mean, they still need to sign Nick Suzuki. Yeah. Is is Suzuki not? Is he is he just he's? I would have. Oh, they did sign Suzuki. Never mind. He. I. Never mind. In next year, they need to sign Suzuki. That's what it was. I thought he needed a deal, but that's that's coming up. So I would have just waited and signed Suzuki to this deal instead of Kakanyemi. And like, I don't know. But what if they just Carolina just goes and just offer sheets all their RFAs from here on out and just fuck you, Montreal. The one thing that I just realized too is they just signed Svechnikov and he's the second overall pick in the 2018 draft, and then they go out and sign Jesper Kakanyemi, the third overall pick in the 2018 draft. Okay, Florida. Yeah, it was, they're, they're pulling a Florida. They're going to they're gonna trade for Brady Kachuk, and then just like, I don't know, maybe go for Rasmus Dahlin and just get the, the top four. They have zero projected cap space. Who does? Uh, Montreal? Montreal. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Do they have to sign anyone right now or no? Just the Cockney deal? That's it. That's fine. I I really don't think that they match it. There's no, no, you'd be you'd be an idiot to match it. And it's 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 just crazy to me that like I, I love the pettiness of it, but the the thing that gets brought up, I think, from like a, a few people is you, you give this deal to Kakaniemi, and I know that they were trying to make a trade happen, and then there was talks about that, and it's just like, well, if you're not going to trade him to us, we'll just fucking steal him from you. Yeah. And I honestly, because he's only 21, he has plenty of like he can still be pretty fucking good. Like we said, he's a third overall pick of that season or of that that draft. He's Still kind of, he's still on the smaller side, but he's not a terrible fucking player. Like he's shown that he can play really fucking well. It's just, I think he's got that that kind of like inconsistent kind of thing. But Montreal also hasn't been terribly offensive. Where, fuck man, Carolina is a a stacked team right now. This is uh, a- it's going to be a steal. Like like a first and a third for a kid that's twenty one years old is a steal. And there, I was reading too that there was like talks that they may have already had conversations about what a long term contract would be with. 
Yeah. And that this is just kind of one of those things to like ensure that he gets on their team. Yeah. And then it's so the long term, he's do not be surprised if he signs like a long term extension next year and it is a way lower cap hit. Yeah. I don't not know how exactly how it works, works, but like it can be. I saw somewhere where it can be like minimum or yeah, minimum, maximum. It can be maximum small or no minimum amount of 85% of his deal. That is if it goes to arbitration. If they is go to arbitration, yeah, if it goes to arbitration, they can only offer they can, the lowest they can go is 85%. Well, so they have a, a sick year and lead the team in points. And then they're like, well, looks like we're just going to have to fucking give them a, <laughs> a six year, six million, six point yeah, one they, million. If they sign up, yeah, if they sign him long term without any arbitration or whatever, they can give him whatever they want and whatever they, uh, they can be sense. any level. But his qualifying offer will be this yeah. six, one, three, five, whatever. Yeah, that's his qualifying offer for next year. And if he goes to arbitration, yeah, it can only be eighty five percent is goes low as eighty five percent of what this current mm-hmm. hit is. Okay, it can go as high as whatever they want, but yeah, they can only go down to the eighty five percent threshold. Cool. Well, that would be good. I uh, either going to be the cheapest or most expensive prove it deal ever. Yeah. <laughs> I like it though. I think I think I love I love how they just are fucking petty as hell, but they they did it with I somebody that they wanted to get, and it makes sense. It's not like they just went out and were like, "We're just gonna fucking offer one of your guys." They were looking to grab him already, and then it's like, "All right, well, it's weird how this turned out this way, but yeah, we're gonna fucking offer Shido." What's what I saw a tweet too was low like because let's face it, Cock in the Emmy, he could be he has potential to be great, but right now he is not a great player. Like it's from what he's shown so far in his short career, it's just definitely not worth what this offer is and all that. And people are pointing out that okay, cool. So you want to go and do this petty bullshit, but you refuse to re-sign a Calder nominated goalie. That's what I was actually getting at. Norris, I forgot about it already. And Norris a defenseman who's in a Norris conversation. Yeah. Like you refu- like the whole Dougie Hamilton thing, I understand a little bit more because he's looking for like nine million, but I don't understand the whole basic 3.5 million for Nadelkovich. Because like you if you even sign Nadelkovich and get rid of Mrazic, you can still sign Ranta for two million, and then you're saving a million in your goaltending tandem. Yeah. But they went out and got Freddie Anderson and Auntie Ranta. And I'm just like, all right, well, you do you. But that's why, like, they were making all these decisions based on, like, spending money. And then they went out and went, like, huh, watch this shit, though, LOL. And, like, fucking. <laughs> I will, I, as much as I don't want to see Detroit do good, because fuck Detroit, I hope that Ned just fucking tears it up yeah. and becomes this Bezileski caliber goalie. Well, I would this. really not want that, though. Like, but- because as long as, I, they, as long as they're in the Easter Conference, I don't give a shit. Yeah, that level. If I'd like it like for him to the, be good. I just don't want them to end up being dominant because of how good he is. He's gonna be good. Let him be Carey Price. Let him be Carey Price. Where he's awesome, but the team just can't do shit. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Compromise. There we go. Perf. Whoa. Who's this kid? Um. 
what else? Olympics, huh? Huh? Yeah. So we should allegedly have the answer if the NHL players are going to the Olympics by the end of this week. Knock on wood, it happens. Um, it just makes the game better. It makes it more entertaining. You grow the sport if the NHLers are out there. They are saying that one of the requirements will be, though, that any player going over has to be vaccinated, yeah. which makes sense. But it's that'll be interesting, too, to see. Because I don't, I don't, you don't hear as much of NHLers like holding out on vaccines and all that. I think Laner is like the only one that really like has voiced it, but he, he's been vaccinated. I don't know. Anyway. Well, yeah, he, no, he was, he was upset that they, they were told if they, if they got vaccinated, they would get more freedoms and then it didn't happen. So what were, what were you saying? What percent of the NHL is vaccinated? 85. 85. That's good. It's not as good as some of the other leagues, but it's getting there. But it's better than one of the other major four sports. I'm wondering, yeah, MLB. I'm wondering if like if there's gonna be any players, like let's say they do end up going to the Olympics, if there's gonna be any players that hold out because they refuse to get vaccinated. Like watch like what if it was like McDavid and Crosby? <laughs> I think the players that are holding out getting vaccinated aren't guys that are gonna be I don't know why, if that's just a stereotype for me or like just seem like, I just kind of feel like the top tier guys that want to be doing all this stuff are going to go out and take care of their, take care of what they need to do medically and all that kind of stuff. I've seen places that apparently Seth Jones is, isn't, <laughs> it's like an anti-vax person. Oh, that's just all we need is him to be out there. People hate him for that. Yeah, I don't know. I just I've seen it, I've read it places where I don't I don't know I don't look too hard into it and if it's true that sucks um I don't know get your head out of your ass <laughs> but I'd like to see all of the best players playing the goddamn Olympics it's just it's I, honestly just to bring it and Kaner Kaner being Captain America is gonna be sick. To see Kane and Matthews play together, and Eichel, if he's if they allow him to get the surgery and be healthy this fucking year, Yemi or Yemi, Jesus, yeah, Buffalo is still dragging their feet. Yeah, they still are refusing it. So yeah, Eichel switch fucking trade him. agents. Yeah, they won't trade him, and they still won't let him have the surgery. So you're gonna, so Buffalo would rather pay this guy not to play. Than to move him so he can get the surgery that he wants. Yeah, I don't. They they're probably asking like a, a for a whole team. They want the Eric Lindros deal. Well, they're fucking up. They're fucking themselves over by not letting him have the surgery because I don't think they're gonna get anything for him if there's this time period. Because now it's at the point where he's gonna miss training camp and I think the start of the season. Yeah, because of this. If they would have dealt to him. Earlier in the offseason, when this all was like the plan, they said he would have been ready for his training camp. And you could have got a bigger haul. Yeah, I saw somewhere that like St. Louis was kicking tires on him, and I, and I was, no, <laughs> no, just do not. And like, then it was the like, but they're no longer interested. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like, I'm, I'm to the point too, though. It's like, 
looking at cap friendly even. I just fucking close it out. God dang it. You smart. Um who does St. Louis have that they would send over? Well, I'm looking at space. He's got what? What is Butler Eichel said? 10.5? Uh 10. Just 10 flat? Yeah, 10 flat. He's the uh teams. What are you looking at? I'm looking at just who's like cap space that would allow it. I mean, obviously they're gonna want NHL ready players as well as prospects and picks. So I mean, you don't really have to look too hard into like whose cap space is gonna allow it. I know. I'm trying to look at like people though, like that are maybe wavering that can afford it and also could move some guys and who would be realistic. Like, all right, so you can count out. Tampa, Winnipeg, Dallas, Edmonton, Chicago, Montreal, Carolina, Toronto, and Vegas. I bet Boston can just fucking screw him over again. You think like if, if Boston threw in like a Jake DeBrusque? Who's he's supposed to be moved? He's supposed to be getting moved. Throw him in, throw in someone, someone else, like Trent Frederick, who's a young guy who's a bruising kind of fucking player throwing a goddamn pick. I don't know. Throwing a prospect. I it's it, maybe a pick or prospect like those two guys. Prob- I mean, you probably need to give up at least like two, two firsts. Like, can you imagine having fucking Patrice Bergeron and then Jack Eichel <sighs> as your one, two fucking centers? That's insane. Everybody that Taylor I th- Hall, Taylor Holland. <laughs> And Eichel reunited at last. Oh my god! Everybody that I can see Buffalo wanting from, or no, Boston willing to move to Buffalo, it still wouldn't make a dent in the cap. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who would. Nick three point eight. That's too good for them. <laughs> Jesus. Fun stuff, man. Um, what was Pittsburgh I just recently? Pittsburgh, oh. Flyers, Washington, I think would be out. Florida, I think would be out. I would Toronto. love to see like the wild fucking do something, but they still got to sign Kirill Capriz off. And they're fucked in what next year or two years from now? The next three years after this year, they have the only thing mil- I can see- like 13 million and 15 million tied up in buyouts. Yeah, I think the only thing I could see would. With- Minnesota going all in for the next two years and then having to do like the rebuild once that cap it hits. Yeah. Rent rent Eichel. It would have to be like this year. Rent Eichel for two years. I don't think you would get him for two years because it's this season that they end up uh like they have five million tied up in buyouts right now, and then they're screwed for the next three years after that. Oh yeah, twelve million, fourteen, fourteen. It's twelve point seven million and fourteen point seven. So it's it's almost a million 13, more than what you yeah, said. It's almost thirteen and fifteen million. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be going after any Jack Eichels. Plus, like I just saw, I was just I opened up uh, Instagram and there are talks with Kirill Kaprizov for. They've compromised on term pretty much at five years. Uh, money's pretty close to like nine million. Okay, there goes Eichel. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't so think that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I don't see 
a team that Eichel would want to go to. Like, I don't see a realistic landing spot for him unless he wants to go. But he also is a big USA hockey guy, so I can't see him wanting to go to, to any of the Canadian teams. Rangers. The Rangers are always rumored with him, but again. I would love if he went to the Rangers. That'd be amazing. But who would they, I don't know. Who that's what I'm up? saying. Like, who would they give up that, that make the cap work? I mean, they do have eight. eight you just million, you flip Zabanajad. Almost nine million in cap space, so that's a less that you would have to move. If you're Buffalo, and you are trading Jack Eichel, do you realistically ask for Kako or Lafreniere? Oh, I think you give up Lafreniere in a heartbeat. You think so? Based on the one year, <laughs> I mean, if you're, going, <laughs> if you're going to make if you're going to make unrealistic demands like that, I think Kako's kind of proven himself a little bit. Lafaniere just the total boss in his rookie year. You get Georgia, Georgieve, get their backup goalie who wants out. Adam Fox, yes for. Yeah, there's no fucking way they're <laughs> Adam Fox. He's still a, he. I, I'm surprised that we haven't seen. Adam Fox get a it's, it's extension already. You just want a fucking Norris, and he's only he's on his ELC still. That's insane. He's only twenty three. That's that's insane. Yeah, I. <laughs> God, I can't. Believe, I'm. I'm wondering if they're gonna regret giving Jacob Truba so many years at eight million. Now that they have. Norris Trophy winner Adam Fox. Eh, I don't know. I think. How do we? How do we we're talking about the Olympics. How do we? How do we, we get to about, Eichel? Church? We're talking about how awesome it would be to see Kane oh, and Matthews yeah, yeah, play yeah. together, and you said and Eichel, and then there. That's right. That's right. That's right. I was like, what the fuck were we talking about? Um, other other things from the Olympics is they showed the groupings and the. USA, Canada, Germany, and China. So it's in Beijing. China automatically gets a it gets a bid. They're with USA and Canada. In Germany, Germany, Germany's going to be really good. Yeah. They have it's fucking Drysidle. Drysidle is going to put up like twenty points alone. So Group A, yeah, Group A is Canada, USA, Germany, China. Group B is the Russian Olympic, whatever, whatever ROC stands for. The committee, Russia is a committee. Yeah, I think so. Um, Czech Republic, Switzerland, and Denmark, and then Group C is Finland, Sweden, Slovakia, and Latvia. This is a Denmark's, I believe, their first Olympic appearance. Um, Switzerland is always a dark horse, but if you can get Russia will be dangerous. If you get NHLers, Elfeshkin wants his gold medal. So, you know, that team is going to be, yeah, that's going to be a dangerous team. They're going to be good. Uh, Panarin and Ovechkin, Malkin, Kucherov. Oh yeah. Datsuk. We'll see Datsuk play. Kovalchuk. Cole Chuck, let's go. <laughs> Jesus. I'm trying to think of who else. They're, they'll have a solid team though. I'm excited. I I like after like not watching the last Olympics, 
and I would be more than happy to watch this one. I feel so. I feel like Group A is will be the two headed race between Canada and USA. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, um, Germany might surprise. Group B will be R- Russia versus the three with I think possible Switzerland. You know, surprise. And then Group C is that Switzerland. One. Yeah. Hmm, okay. I mean, they they've always throw up upsets. They always seem to be be right there. Didn't they shut out Canada one year, like when they were in Italy, the Italy games or Italian games, whatever you want to call them? I don't know. Was that when they had Jonas Hiller in net and he yeah. just and played like insane? Stupid shutout, like it was maybe like fifty something shots or something like that. And then Group C, Group C will probably be the most competitive one, just because I feel like Finland, Sweden, Slovakia are all right there. Yeah. Latvia, I mean. Thanks for coming out, Kopitar. Latvia, Denmark were like last teams in. Like they had to do their play in. I think Slovakia too was in that. I'm just curious to see how many goals China lets up. Do you think that they even televise the Chinese um, like hockey games in China? Yeah. They, they watch their their team just get absolutely murdered. I mean, you're going to, because they're going to play Canada and U.S., so of course those ones will be shown, but I don't know. <laughs> like, who who set up these groupings that they were like, yo, fuck China? It goes, <laughs> like, by, it goes by ranking. That's crazy. It's going to be yeah, so, so bad. This is the international ranking. It's Canada's one, Russia's two, Finland's three, Sweden's four. Czech Republic's five, USA six, Germany seven. USA six? Yep. Switzerland wow. eight, Slovakia nine, Latvia 10, Denmark 11, and China 12. And the only reason China's 12 is because they were they're the, they're the home, home country. So, okay. So, Slovakia, Latvia, and Denmark had a qualify this past weekend. So, those are the three, like, three last ones in. Hmm. So Slovakia beat out um, Austria, Poland, and Belarus. Latvia beat out France, Italy, and Hungary. And Denmark beat it out Norway, Slovenia, and Korea. Well, too bad. Maybe next time. I think it's, it's going to be so I, – I love I love when, like, U.S. and Canada face off ahead of, like, the kind of playoff, like, in the round robin. Yeah. So much fun. So much fun to watch. Yeah, speaking of fun to watch, I mean, it's already happened for the post, but Women's World Championship Hockey Canada versus USA for the gold medal tonight. Yesterday, when this is Yesterday, posted. yeah. So either Canada or U.S. have the gold medal. Go U.S. And one of them will have the silver medal. That's USA, let's go. All right, anything else for NHL Hockey Talk? Nope. All right. So we're going to do a quick little draft here. Starting. Oh, yeah. up. So <laughs> this one comes from Reddit user Northern Buffalo. He posted on there and that kind of gave the inspiration for this is you're about to sign a five-year NHL contract. Who was on your five team, no trade clause. So Tanner, you want to go first? Yeah, no, I went first last week. Did you? Yeah, because I, I grabbed the defenseman. Oh, yeah, you did. You 
son of a bitch. Yeah, figure it out. Uh, I will just go play in Snipple, Detroit. Okay. Detroit? Yeah, oh, it's, Detroit. it's a mix of, like, my personal feelings towards teams and, like, I don't know, teams that nobody really wants to play for. There's teams that I that are rivals of the Hawks that I would still play for. But Detroit, I, I, I couldn't play for Detroit. I couldn't do it. Not even in the Little Caesars Pizza Arena? Fuck no. It's a nice stadium, though. I will say that. I can't wait to go see a game there, hopefully this year. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, my one, my one is going to be St. Louis. See? Same reason? Yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? <laughs> do you want to snake draft this, or do you want to just go boom, boom, boom? No, no. We'll just go boom, boom. Back, okay. back, back and forth. All I'm right. not worried. I will take... I'm sticking out east. Buffalo. Ooh. I'd get traded to Buffalo. I'd be fine with that. Just because you know when you are about to sign another deal, you're going to get paid. <laughs> or you're going to get so paid. You get dealt somewhere that's going to be a contender. Exactly. You get, a, you get a trade deadline deal going somewhere else. Um, I'm going to go with Winnipeg. Because <laughs> it's cold? Yeah, because it's fucking cold and miserable. All right. This can be a controversial pick, I think, but I have my reasoning. I'm going to say Chicago. What? <laughs> I think, so the reasoning is, assuming that I was good enough, I was a great player or whatever, the pressure of being a hometown kid playing for Chicago. What? seems like it would be too much i don't think out because i i wouldn't want my love for the team to be associated to be ruined because i fucking sucked while i was playing here <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> oh man i'm surprised you went with that number three because like i would have never taken that anyway you could have made you could have held on to that forever that's oh jesus all right now i gotta <laughs> This is fucking weird. Um, number three, <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> you just know you're never going to win anything. <laughs> I, just, I blew your mind, huh? Yeah, what the fuck? I would, like, for sure want to be played in Chicago. So yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, Dan, if you do, Dan, if you don't, man, like, I just, I couldn't, I would hate to be, like, associated as that shitty hometown kid. That played for the Hawks. That the Hawks blew money even, on. Or I don't even know if there is anybody you can call that. Like I, everybody loves everybody that played. I don't want to be the Hawks. first one. I don't want to be the first one. Yeah, you're not. That's okay. Not gonna be. <laughs> oh, let's see. I'm in all all <laughs> all in our division so far. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Ducks. Okay. Unless, ooh, see, that's the only thing. Unless they want bats and money Ducks jerseys. But right now, I yeah, I would say Ducks. Okay. I'm going to go Boston. I don't like Boston. That's a good choice. Good pick. Good pick. I had to go outside of the division. Well, yeah, no, I just, I can't stand Boston. Oh man, there's so many teams here. Last pick. 
I'll go Nashville. Nashville. Okay. As much okay. as I would love to live in Nashville. Couldn't fuck the Predators. Hmm. So this is my last pick. Last pick of the whole thing. You need a re- reminder of who's off. The no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. I th- I'm leaning I'm leaning towards Arizona. But they're bringing the Kachina back. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they're just so not like it. They, can, they don't even have a stadium. But here's the thing. You might go to a town, play for a city with your name in it. Oh, if, yeah. If they, get, <laughs> if they relocate to Houston. Thanks, man. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> we play for the name on the front of the jersey. That's crazy because my name's also on the back of the jersey. Yeah. Too. <laughs> The Houston Tanners. Oh no. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't want to play in for San Jose. Is that going with? Yeah, I'm gonna go San Jose. Just because I don't think the team's going anywhere anytime soon. Plus, they have all the problems. I don't know if you heard or saw this online, but it was a uh, hurdle. Yeah. Just thinking about getting the fuck out of there because of, of the culture issue that Evander Kane is causing. Who also got a restraining order against his ex-wife because his soon-to-be ex-wife. Yes, as that strange wife is abusive towards him. Dude, the, the Evander Kane saga is is insane. <laughs> it's been a wild fucking year and a half yeah. for Evander Kane. And it's not even close to ending. No, it's more news comes out weekly. It's <laughs> just like, how can this get any fucking weirder? All right, it's fucking, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, but in, no, I don't want to be in San Jose for that shit. And plus, that team is like pushing gosh. forty on yeah. all of the players that are like signed for like three more years. But you get to play with EK sixty five. Yeah, that would be cool. But <laughs> that'd be it. <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> yeah. Any honorable mentions, or do you want Arizona? Wait? Oh, Arizona. Arizona. Okay. I would say let's not do that. Honorable mentions up for Arizona because you know what? Let's do next week. You had the five no movement clause. Let's do the five that you'd be willing to trade to. Do that next week's draft. Okay, dibs on Chicago. <laughs> and that's fine. I know. I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna take Chicago. It's a pretty obvious fucking answer. Yeah. Should All right. Chicago. Should I go with somebody else? Should we just assume that we? we no, you're Chicago. You, you said you don't want to get traded to Chicago. No, that's fine. Okay. No, I I don't. I'm. I hey. I don't. I still stand by what I said. I don't want to play whole market team. I don't. I don't. Want to. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, all right. Next week we'll do the draft of the five teams you'd be willing to take a, take a trade to. Yeah. Other than that, do you got anything else you want to talk about? No. <laughs> Got nothing. All right. So this was episode 151. I'm naming it this week in honor of Superfan Ben, the 151st. <laughs> which, if you listen back way back when, I was talking about a draft pick that the Hawks have, or we trade to the Hawks. And instead of saying 151st, I said 151st. And um, there you go. Yeah. So that's what we're calling it. Episode 153rd. <laughs> I can't even I don't even know if I'm saying it right how I said it 151st. <laughs> so yeah, so make sure to follow us on it's stupid. 
<laughs> okay, good. Okay. All right. I got it. 151st. Earth. I got to find the audio on that. Has he even made a little video to remind me that it's so dumb? It had to be done. I'm gonna find it really quick, really quick, really quick, really quick. Yeah, okay, bud. Really it's not like you don't mess up every 2019 fifth round pick, which was originally Tampa Bay's 151th. 151th is what you said. God, I'm an idiot. 151th episode. All right. One. And I'm going to do so little, dumb. And I'm going to do in quotations. I'm Jeremy's an idiot. Just oh my god, not that needs to be said. But it's not, it's not even. I thought like 151st was bad, but 151. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. That was 10 months ago. Oh. We, like, what was, I don't even know what we were talking about on that. But uh, all right, so make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, follow us on social media at WCB Podcast, follow the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Podcast Net. Use the DraftKings code uh, THPN. Uh, exclusive offers, football season's coming up, all that good stuff. Hockey season's coming in, make some bets, make some daily fantasy. Leave us a five star review on Apple Podcast. And yeah, other than that, I got nothing else. You got anything else, Tanner? Nah. All That's right. It. All right. So for Tanner and Jerem, we will we'll check on the next one. All right. Love you, boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.